Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have this Mary Sutherland. She is an author and researcher who focuses her work on consciousness studies, ancient history, unusual phenomena, on the paranormal, UFOs, multidimensional worlds, portals, vortexes, and much more. We are so excited to have Mary on today with us. Hi, Mary. Hi. How you doing, Mary? Good. Hey, Mary. Yeah. I just wanted to send you my condolences and let you know you've been heavily on my mind. You've had a lot of trauma this year, and I've been just sending you lots of love. Well, thank you so much. I've been watching this journey that you went through with your husband, and oh my gosh, I just, yeah, it's a lot. So if you need anyone, Shannon and I are here for you. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Mary. You know, a few years ago, when we first started Sense of Soul, we had wrote out a list of topics that we were interested in, and we wrote down portals. And when we looked up portals, we found you. Yeah, I think I'm probably the most experienced in the field of uh, portals and uh, multi-dimensions and shifting into those other dimensions and coming back again. I photographed them. My husband and I, we used to, uh, well, I still do uh, the haunted woods tours. One of the main reasons I started is because I wanted to study and research these portals. So I take pictures of people in these portal areas in the vortex to capture their essence or their soul, more like their etheric body, leaving their body, their physical body, capture that and uh, share with other people to show people that there is life after death, that their essence actually leaves their body and goes into these higher dimensions. That's helped me a lot. I think it's helped a lot of people, you know, that have you know, that are going through uh, a loved one crossing over or a person that has actually lost a loved one or even people that fear death, you know, because my research actually shows that there should be no fear in death because it's just stepping into another dimensional world. I've got thousands of pictures of people actually stepping out of their body, going into these higher dimensional worlds. I think I'm about the only one that actually has something like that, that they can actually study. Because one of the things in, as far as scientists go, what they want to do is be able to do the experiment multiple times and to see if they can get the same results. But in the paranormal world, metaphysical world, usually it's a one-time shot, you know, if you're lucky to even get it. But in these woods of Burlington, there's something there, these portals, this vortex, that can actually capture these pictures over and over and over again. Thus, I'm able to be able to research it, to study it, and then send the pictures into, you know, various physicists or scientists, you know, where they can study it as well. It's been an interesting journey for 10, 12 years now. 
I got this amazing picture. It was about three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I'm a night owl, or used to be three o'clock in the morning. I just had this urge to go down by the river with my camera and start shooting pictures, which is kind of crazy for a lone woman to be out at three o'clock in the morning down, you know, down by a river. But, yeah. you know, a lot of things can happen. Anyhow, I went down there and I just started shooting because I didn't know what I was supposed to be shooting. So anyhow, I just shot and I got pictures of the dead weeds, you know, brown, dead, dead, dead leaves in plants that had died. Mm -hmm. I took the camera back when I uploaded them onto my computer and the pictures showed that as we look at it, we see, you know, dead plants, dead weeds, but the camera... The picture showed all this beautiful, beautiful um, light streams coming out of these dead plants, dead weeds, up and going upwards. And what it was, was the life force of these weeds. So that helped me to understand and helped others because I shared the picture that even Everything that dies, we may see it as dead, but it still has the life spirit within and it's slowly moving out of the body and going into the higher realms to uh, be recycled. I have a really cool picture like that from a place out here called Third Bridge, a very known place for hauntings. The energy seems to be coming up from something. Then you have all these little orbs and stuff. Well, if you look closer, there's an Indian's head and then the worm coming up and then it's looking up at the shadow of a horse. And we've also sent it to a few paranormal people. There is lots of accounts of a horse and a ghost right there, which we didn't even know. What do you think about stuff like that when you catch it? Is it current? Is it old? Is it going through an opening that you can actually go to at the time? It could be all of the above. People will send me pictures all the time asking, well, what do you think this is? And I write back to them and I tell them, well, what do you think it is? Because you were the one that stood there and took the picture. Good point. You can tell people, well, you know, I was standing here and I felt this and I felt that. And a lot of the researchers, because they haven't experienced it, they'll say, well, I think really what it is, is dust or um, a camera flaw. And because of it, people Mm -hmm. become discouraged and they they quit their investigation, which is really sad. It could have been residue energy. It seems to me, though, that it was present energy. And it was brought about with you being there because your energy attracts other energies. And if there was a portal there, you may have seen it going upwards into that portal. Yeah. I never thought about it that way before that it could be a portal. What is a portal? Can you kind of give a definition of what you think is a portal? Well, a portal, it's a doorway into the other realms. You find them in the vortex areas. And vortex is a spinning energy. And as it spins, it creates energy. And then the frequency is so high that what it does is it opens up these doorways into the other realms. And if you're fortunate enough 
you'll be able to travel yourself into those realms. Now, your physical body sometimes will not know that you went into those other realms, into the portal. But if you have a good camera, then you'll be able to, like myself, be able to photograph your etheric body actually stepping out of your physical body and going into that portal and disappearing. So it's like a chakra. Basically, yeah. A spinning energy. Mm -hmm. It's just bigger. Okay. And you can look them up. Like there's maps of vortexes all over, you know, we we live in Colorado. So we have quite a few of them here. Mm -hmm. I went to Louisiana a few months ago and I went to a known vortex in the Myrtles plantation. Oh, okay. I'm familiar with it. Yes, that's uh, that's very strong at that Yeah, place. it was strong. I felt very dizzy in that room. I took lots of pictures. But the really cool thing that I got when I, when I was at the Myrtles is that I channeled this song as I walked around the big oaks but with the Spanish moss uh-huh. and Myrtles trees. But I just start like humming this weird song. And I'd never heard the song before. It was like a lullaby. Right. It's a hot spot, you can tell. (laughs) Okay, one thing I want to say for anybody that is looking for portals and looking for vortexes, find the mounds, the earthen mounds. You find earthen mounds, there's a portal there. There's a vortex there because they specifically built those there so that the people, their deceased loved ones could leave their bodies and go into the heavens, into the higher realms. Well, that's interesting because it is in the highest ground of Louisiana. In fact, right down from the Myrtles Plantation, there's a waterfall, which is sounds so weird. You're under sea level. <laughs> okay, so I'm confused. What is what did you say? Find what? Earth and what? Earth and mounds, the ones that the ancient ones made. Okay, got you. How did you get into this and what sparked your curiosity? I just kind of want to go back and, and let our listeners know who Mary is, how your spiritual journey started, and what led you to be an author of books about this sort of research. That's uh, the most asked question and always the hardest one to answer because when people have abilities, they don't notice it because they just assume everybody else has the same abilities. So you just kind of go through life, you know, just not really being aware until something happens, you know, piques your curiosity. Now with me in UFOs as a kid, and I just assumed that everybody else saw them too. And I would think I was probably in my thirties before I realized that not everybody saw them and a lot of people didn't even believe in them. And I thought that they were just a common thing, you know, you know, that they were here. And, and so I was kind of shocked over it. And then, you know, same way with paranormal, there's so many people that don't believe in it. And, you know, I think I kind of grew up believing in it. And of course, you know, being a Christian, you know, the Bible is constantly talking about paranormal, the metaphysical about you know, people crossing over and then coming back and speaking to them. And then they had their prophets or their seers that would speak to the spirits and then come back and give the messages to the pharaohs, the kings or whatever. Paranormal is pretty much a natural phenomena. So I kind of grew up with it. 
I lived in the base of the Superstition Mountains in Arizona for a long time. And of course, out there, you know, the paranormal, I mean, uh, in portals and stories of giants and little people, I mean, that was just kind of like, you know, a common theme. But I think that where I really got focused into what I'm doing now is I had moved to uh, Burlington, Wisconsin. That's over by Lake Geneva. There's a huge vortex there and a lot of uh, Indian burial mounds, or people call them Indian burial mounds, but actually they're much older than Native American Indians. The whole town is haunted. Every house you go to has a haunting. I leased a building where we lived on the top floor and then the bottom floor, I had like a collectible shop, you know, selling dolls and collectibles and that. And this paranormal started happening and it scared me half to death. And my husband was out on the road a lot at that time. And so I was there by myself and I'd hear voices, my TV would turn on and off. And, you know, sometimes I'd get so scared that I'd leave the apartment and run stand in the middle of the road hoping that a police officer would show up and I could have him go, you know, check out my house. Fortunately, they didn't show up because I probably would have been put in a straitjacket. Anyhow, I had just written my book, Living in the Light, Believe in the Magic. I had written that book to prove to my boys that everything in the Bible was real and God was real and blah, blah, blah. It ended up changing my beliefs it ended up changing my beliefs from Christianity more into uh, a naturalistic type of uh, tradition, you know, um, more Celtic, more pagan, I guess. Um, I call it the am. I am who I am. That's who I am. You know, it opened my world to H.P. Blavatsky and all that. So anyhow, I'm promoting this book, you know, and I had my own radio show, BUFO Radio, and as I'm promoting this book, I'm having all this paranormal activity happening around me. And I had not a clue, really, of what was going on. Now, with my radio station, I um, interviewed this paranormal researcher. And I told him all the things that was going on. And he says, well, I think your place is haunted. And I says, oh, really? I believe he was in Colorado at the time, too. But he wanted me to do a, do some uh, preliminary work. And I told him, I said, I don't have a clue of how to even do it. He said, well, get yourself a digital camera and a tape recorder. And I started getting all these pictures of these strange light streams and orbs. I found it fascinating. I contacted him back and showed him the pictures and that. And he says, yeah, he says, that's a haunting. He explained orbs and, and the light streams to me, and uh, he was willing to bring his team out at that time. But I was so fascinated with it. I told him, I says, no, I says, instead of you doing that, I says, I think I'm going to do this myself. So that's when my journey started. That's when I started focusing on the paranormal life after death in the metaphysical world. Wow. And, okay. So you said your boys. Who did you mean by your boys? My sons. What did they think when mommy went from very Christian to all of a sudden slowly turning over into pagan? Oh, they think I'm totally crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing was, I was trying to disprove what they were thinking, basically. And in the end, I yeah. accepted what they thought. And as soon as mom accepted it, then all of a sudden mom's crazy. 
Oh my God. It's kind of what happened to me. I sent my son over to Shanna to have her talk him into what uh, she had been raised on. She knew the Bible so well. And I felt like my son was kind of going a different direction. And by the end of it, he had us believing about energy. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Well, what a journey you've been on, Mary. And speaking of this camera, what kind of camera do you use for these pictures? Well, most people, when they, they'd they see me getting all these great pictures, they would be so fascinated by it, they'd go and buy the most expensive cameras they could. And then they'd come to me and say, well, you know, how come I'm not getting anything? I paid all this money. I says, this is what you do. You buy the most inexpensive camera, digital camera, inexpensive, because it's all based on filters. The least expensive has a very thin filter. The more expensive, they keep making the filters stronger and stronger and stronger. And the filter filters out uh, infrared. And it also filters out orbs and all these light streams and spirits, all that. Because all that is basically coming out of the infrared world. Okay. What do you think it is about that area? What is the land said to you what have you learned about the land and i mean you said that all of that area is very active as far as paranormal and then also with these pictures have you been able to receive anything there's vortexes around the world and portals are all around the world some are temporary and then some are permanent and in the burlington area we have the temporaries plus the permanent I like I tell people, if you're looking for this type of phenomena, look for ancient burial sites, burial mounds. There you're going to find the portals. And generally it's around water and a high point. And you'll also find gnarled trees because when they're growing, that spinning energy actually gnarls the tree as it's growing. And um, you look for nut trees. So you just kind of look around and um, if you use that guide of the ancient burial mounds to start, then you should be able to find them quite easily. And in the Burlington area, all the way from the whole area, probably a good 80 mile circle. Within that 80 mile circle, you have all these burial mounds. So it's a natural vortex and it's one of the strongest vortexes there is in the world. And you can feel it as soon as you drive into Burlington. Is there any way to tell, like, if an area is a vortex? Like, what would you feel or what would you might experience in these areas? A lot of people feel lightheaded, dizzy, disorientated, tingling sensations, loss of time, and loss of memory. Because um, a lot of times, you know, like when you... uh, go into these other realms you may be gone for a little while you know and so when you come back out you know the there's missing time and I always encourage people that when they're doing this don't wear shoes that has rubber you know wear something like moccasins or real thin soled shoes because that way you can feel the energy coming up from the ground up through your feet but if you're wearing uh, shoes that are like rubber it disconnects you from the energy. You also have a sense of euphoria. It works with your emotions. Like if you're a negative person, 
you'll feel even more negativity, angry, even to the point of rage. But if you're a positive person, you'll experience the euphoria and which can last even after you've left that area, it can last for days. The euphoria can. Well, so can the anger. We had this uh, one guy, um, he uh, was uh, a soldier in Iraq. He did a lot of uh, night duty as a guard. And now he was still in that mode of a soldier, you know. So when we took him up into the woods with a group, he got nervous, agitated, angry, to the point where in the end, he says, I feel like I'm going to kill someone. Somebody came to me and told me, and I told Brad, Brad told him either straighten up or leave. But that's how these vortexes work. You know, they increase your emotions. But other people, you know, they'll start laughing and they're giddy and and then other people will sit there and just cry and cry and cry and cry because yeah. they're releasing emotion. These places are called healing sites because it does bring up the emotions, you know, so that you can release them. We've actually had, I would say, at least three people that had cancer that has went there and then healed. Wow. Um, and they've told me about it. How many others just never contact me back? I don't know. Now, my husband, you know, he had cancer. And I wanted him to go up into the woods, but he didn't want to. So, you know, I wasn't going to force him. And so, you know, a yeah. couple months ago, he left. But when he died, I had to look at it like so many people, they get angry at God. They get angry at the world. Yeah. And it just builds up. And you'll see a lot of uh, light workers, you know, that are talking and preaching, you know, about life after death and love and light and everything. And then once something traumatic happens to them, you know, all of a sudden they change, you know, they're angry and they forget what they're teaching. So when uh, Brad died, I kept that in mind. So important that people realize that there is life after death. And that we should have faith that things are being taken care of for us. And so I chose to follow the higher path and continue with my teaching because there's people out there that need help and they're lost, they're confused, especially after death. And so if I would have stepped back and went on a path of anger and destruction, then I would have let so many people down you know, that have been following me through the years. Uh, so I went with the higher path. And I keep looking at my pictures and I watch how people are leaving their bodies and going into the higher realms. And when they get into the higher realms, they're giving messages. What it does is it the body absorbs the energy in the higher realms as well. And then it goes into the DNA of the etheric body. And then when the, the etheric body comes back into the uh, physical body, the etheric DNA gets absorbed into the physical DNA, and then messages are released going into the brain and then released, you know, through the physical memory or thought. It's very interesting uh, how it all works. But when a person does come back, most of the time, they don't even remember themselves leaving. But then they'll come back to me and say, oh, wow, you know, 
about a couple of days ago, since I've been up in the woods, I've been getting all these messages coming through. And I says, yeah, that's how it's done. Mm-hmm. You don't remember it first, but then eventually it all starts it's coming through and making sense for you. So the ley lines, kind of like the yeah. energy pathways from one portal or one vortex to the other? Yes. The ley lines is Earth's blood. We have our blood, you know, and blood is um, life. And the earth has basically the same thing, but it's energy. And when two ley lines cross over in the form of a cross, there's so much energy going through these ley lines that when they cross over, it's like taking battery cables, you know, like you hook up one end to the car and then you touch something with the other end and you have a spark. The earth energy lines has, oh my God, so much more energy than what you get out of battery cable so when they cross they have to cross but where they cross right there in that center point it will create a huge blast of energy and that blast of energy will open doorways or portals the ancient ones knew about this and that's why they built their mounds there remember how they symbolize christ on a cross And he says, and through me, you will find heaven. Mm. Well, if you look at it, what he's saying is the cross itself is is two ley lines crossing over. And where his body lays, that opens the doorway to the other dimensions. And what dimensions is, uh, is just a modern term for heavens. Through me, you will find heaven. Well, through the ley lines and through that spot where the, it crosses right there, that's what creates the doorway into heaven or... Okay. I think I did look up one time that there was like a ley line near my home. I'm also probably in the highest of our area and it is on burial ground. Okay. Well, then the burial mounds will always tell you where they're at. My house is so active. We've had investigations here last year. It's so crazy. I've just kind of like gotten used to it. We don't even bat an eye anymore. But what else is interesting is that you have no service here. Is that something that is common? Electricity is always going out. Like, is there something in these areas that have ley lines or vortexes, especially that are going to have issues with electricity, Wi-Fi and stuff like that? I would think what's happening with you is where they're having problems with Wi-Fi is I think you probably have a major ley line crossover there. And what it's doing is it's discharging energy, sparking, which would cause like chaos within the energy line. Yeah. I mean, I keep calling these companies and saying, what can you do? You're in a great area. There's so many towers and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> you come to my house. I can't even talk to people on the phone using the actual phone number. I, it's just amazing how Jana, shitty it is. Have you yeah. asked any neighbors or if anyone yes. else? I mean, even when people come over for like my daughter, she used to get Uber sometimes. They're like, I'm so sorry. I couldn't call you, tell you I was late or whatever, because as soon as I get on your street, there's nothing. Weird. It's like crackling. It's chaotic. It's discharging. Going back to the battery cables, you know, like if you threw them down and that energy hits something, it's just sparking all over the place. Well, if you have sparks like that, you're not going to have a good reception. 
and there's probably nothing well there isn't anything you can really do about it no because it doesn't matter what service you have or if the wires are above ground or underground because i mean i even have dish but we've tried different things it just sucks and and you know the internet connection on my phone no matter if it's connected to the house or if it's connected to the phone it doesn't matter it won't work that's how it's like it's not to one thing there's something overall in this area it is a vortex my daughter has a lot of where she works especially she'll say she's told me a few times that she's felt like she just passed through vortexes or or portals or she's like this so weird I just don't feel like we're here I'm curious to wonder if other people are feeling that in that area. She's very sensitive, but she, she tries not to believe in this stuff. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like she doesn't want to have these experiences and she's not looking for them, but she says often, she feels like she's in a different dimension. And she is. Um, That's like the pictures I told you about that I take. Mm -hmm. What she's doing is she's traveling. That vortex area that she's going through is so strong, it's molecular. It takes the physical molecules and it starts spinning them so fast that the physical body cannot contain the etheric body. Right. And and because of it, it leaves the physical body and goes into the higher dimensions, leaving just enough of the life force there to be able to drive the car. You know, it's kind of like the body goes into automatic pilot. Wow. Or or could it just be even that there's so many vortexes here in Colorado that we've got these major ley lines that are so strong crossing. Well, you, like can't, you, you can't have a, a vortex without the ley lines. Wow. That's so crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really wondering about this. And maybe we should do like a survey around here, Mandy, because, you know, I remember many times being at grocery stores and stuff and being like dude all of a sudden I feel I'm like this is where like I don't even I feel disassociated all, all of a sudden my daughter she's told me the same thing at her work specifically that she will kind of um lose her memory as well like some of the a lot of the things that you said and you're seeing that more and more now because the veil is thinning mm-hmm. and the is increasing and so because of it, again, the, the molecules in the body are spinning at such a rate, the body can no longer contain it. And so they leave. Uh, I'm sure that all of us have experienced driving down the road and maybe we're, we've driven down the road for maybe 10 miles, 20 miles or whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, we kind of snap back and say, wow, I don't even remember driving that mileage. And what that is, is the etheric body has left the physical and is traveling and leaving you an automatic pilot. How many people you know that they've gone from one room into another room and forgot why they even went into the other room? Because they're fluctuating back and forth, back and forth. And it's called ascension. So Mary, what is the history on vortexes? I mean, is, do you know like specific culture? Was it numerous cultures? Or, and were there any like big scientists that did research on this? Because to an average person that um, is more 
right brain than left brain, they're going to be like, what are you guys talking about? This is woohoo shit. And they're going to want proof. So is there people that have done science on this? I'm a firm believer in um, getting my work authenticated. Um, And so I've had various physicists come on tours with me and to experience. If they're with me, it seems like they can actually get the pictures as well. We had a lot of various types of scientists that have gone up into the woods and I've been doing it for, I don't know, 10, 12, maybe even 15 years. And I have never once had someone say that it's not real. Yeah. I mean, scientist. We've come a long ways in science uh, in the last 15, 20 years, Mm -hmm. because now we have various physicists, astrophysicists, they are proving every day, you know, that there's other dimensions besides ours. Yeah, like the Skinwalker Ranch. Do you watch that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, every single episode, there was proof. And that's what I like. I like the shows that actually result in something because I hate the shows that build it up and we'll see you next time. They had proof on that show every single episode. I would highly recommend it to anybody who listens. And see, and this is what science is all about is they need proof. When they experiment, they need repetition of whatever the experiment is. You know, the results need to be repeated. And this Burlington Vortex that we have here is the only place I know of that repetition occurs. You cannot go in there and not experience and not be able to get the photos. And the photos, you know, are worth a million words, you know. Most people talk about it, but I I said I've got over a thousand, not more, photos, you know, to prove, you know, that these dimensions exist and that we do travel through these portals or doorways, you know, into these other dimensions. The original question was, how far does this go back? Well, this was the first religion. You know, nature was the first religion. They studied the stars. They studied how the moon connects to the earth, the emotions that go with it. They used it to plant during a new moon or full moon or whatever. They understood the cycles of life. You know, that was their religion. That's what they studied. And so what we're discovering now is something that has always been, but has been lost to us because government, you know, or the elite, whoever you want to call them, they cannot control us if we come to realize that the power is within us and our connection to earth and to the stars. I feel like I've seen things before where I'm like out of the corner of your eye and you're like, what was that? And it kind of looks like an entryway. If you go into that thing, you don't know where you're going. I mean, where are you going? Like they were saying on Skinwalker Ranch could be some sort of like wormhole that'll get you there faster, you know, light years ahead to another planet. Or is it to, you know, heaven? What do you believe? What is on the other side? Wormhole actually is just a scientific terminology for Stargate or a portal. You know, science just uses different terminology because it makes it more complicated for us to understand. I guess uh, it depends on your energy as to where you go. I have never had anyone in all these years have a, a negative experience. I suppose you can it reminds me of 
the Christian, well, you hear this life after death, near-death experience. Some see heaven, they see their friends, and it's a beautiful place, blah, blah, blah. Then there's other Christians that will actually go there, and they'll see the devil, demons, hell. And why so is because it's their belief system. When Christ turns around and says, you build heaven here on earth, what he's doing is telling you that it's you and your belief in what is there that will determine where you go. So people that they believe in the Bible and they believe in hell, you know, they're feeling guilty about something, you know, feeling guilty about maybe cheating on their wives or husbands or whatever, or spanking their kids or whatever, but it's a guilt. And they hold that within. And that guilt creates their future path, you know, because we have other lives besides this one. Their belief system will actually have created their hell or their belief system will have created their heaven. And you create it here on earth and your lifestyle that you have today. And so like with me, I've created this beautiful fantasy land. My dad used to sing this song to me about the rock candy mountain where lollipops hang from the low branches of the trees, gumdrops, the flowers, and, you know, and a sparkling brook made out of sparkling water. Then there's like a castle in the sky that I can go to back and forth. And friends can come and go, whatever. And so, see, I've created my heaven mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. try to live a life where I'm not filled with guilt or self-repulsion, fear, you know, so that I can keep my heaven safe. I like that. That place that you go to in like meditation as well, you know, everyone kind of has this vision that stays with them that they go to. Uh, I've never meditated, so I don't know. Okay. My brain is so busy multitasking all the time that uh, I have a difficult time in uh, meditation. I have to try it someday, though. A lot of people believe they can go into portals through meditation, astral travel. So it's interesting that you can find them like physically, but also you can find them through meditation. I'm sure it does work like that because that would be basically, you know, kind of what we do up in the woods because it's not so much meditation but our intent is there well and yes you can walk and meditate you can be in nature and meditate i mean you can meditate while you're walking you can meditate uh, watching a candle flame i mean a lot of people think meditating is just you know sitting there quietly so yeah you are meditating and i love that you said the intent because yeah if your intent is to connect then there you go so yeah you do meditate mary Oh, and you know, going with that, people will say, you know, everybody thinks, well, the Christians believe that you have to pray, you know, get down on your knees and pray and hold your rosaries or whatever. But I found out long ago from this guru that anytime you think, you pray. Um, There was a question you guys brought up and I never got around to answering it. And I think it's kind of important. That was what you had asked about seeing the corner of your eye. Yeah. Um, What that is, is I think, I'm pretty sure, uh, like an animal, a dog and cats, they have like a rod in the front, so thus they can see the other dimensions. But people, we have 
cones in the front of our eyes and the cones they can only see what what's in front of them they can't see the dimensional world at all or those entities but on the side of our eye okay back behind the eyeball or wherever we have the rod okay so we have the cones and the rod so the side of your eye where the your peripheral vision is that part can see entities that's hidden within the veil but you'll see it but then as soon as you turn to look directly at it now you're looking through the cone which can't see the dimensional entities wow so then you'll say to yourself oh well it's just my imagination no it wasn't because you have cones and rods rods are in the peripheral cones are in the front view Wow, isn't that very interesting? I see stuff all the time, you know, and I keep going like this, keep going like that, you know, all day long. And you know what, lately, and I, we had spoke to somebody else, it's been a lot of low-lying dark stuff. And I've never really experienced that one before, but... Yeah, me too, all the time. But I sit there and I'm like, wait, is that my eyelashes? And then I try to hold my eyelashes back. <laughs> Fascinating. So Mary, you put out this first book. And then you recently also put out another one. Can you tell us the title of that one? Well, I have several different types of genres of books. My first book was Living in the Light, Believe in the Magic, where I took theosophy and philosophy and common sense thinking and combined it, finding the common denominators to introduce to people that were Christians or are Christians thinking about going more into the metaphysical aspects of it, that they can do that without guilt. It's out of print right now, but that's the book I'm working on uh, now. I was working on another book on ancient man because I love history. We've never been given the truth about history. And uh, the history we've been given was more or less started for the same reason religion was and marriage was, is uh, to control people. The hell was introduced to keep people in line because if they were afraid of hell then, and using priests, then they could control the people. The priests would say, well, I have this special connection with God. You come to me. And you tell me everything that's happened to you and, you know, I will pass it on and, and I'll give you three Hail Marys or whatever. And, you yeah. Know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The reason they did it is because the population of earth was getting so large that they were losing control. And so they introduced religion as it is today into areas to preach their religion to control the people, because if they were afraid of hell, then they just wouldn't do something that they may have done otherwise. You know, that's why hell was introduced. But uh, even Christ taught reincarnation, you know, in the New Testament. But then uh, the Council of Nicene, they eliminated that to an extent. There's a couple different phrases in there. But because of the fact, if it was that you could have another lifetime, you messed up this lifetime. Well, maybe you can have another lifetime where you can undo it. There was this series that I watched yesterday. It was called Midnight Mass. I mean, I really wouldn't recommend it, but the very end of it, it was like one of the most powerful things and the most realist, truest words I've ever heard 
I'm going to send them to you and I want your opinion. It's just about death and about how oneness and about how we're energy and that we don't die and we just can't remember in each life, but then we, this place in between life and death where we do remember. And it is so beautiful. I think you would really appreciate it and love it. It sounds like it's quite important and that uh, maybe it should be shared with everybody. Yes. I, I did share it on our Facebook because I just was really called to do so. Mary, I cannot skip over the fact that you spoke about seeing aliens. That's one of our favorite topics. So our UFOs. So we have to go back to that. Okay. You, can you just talk about like one of those experiences? Well, my first memory was when I was a child, my mother and me had went to Toma, Wisconsin to visit my brother. And my mom was not the best driver in the world. And so we did a lot of night driving. <laughs> there wasn't as many um, people on the road. And it was probably maybe three o'clock in the morning. We were down by Westby. And it was dark, of course, three in the a.m., And there was this little hollow and there was only one farmhouse at the end of that hollow that you could see. And the rest was all vacant fields. And we seen the light. Mom says, what's that? And I looked over and there was a a saucer-shaped UFO right above the house. And now this farmhouse was two stories. There was a stream of light coming out of the center of that UFO going right down over the farmhouse and when it hit the farmhouse it the light kind of spread out and so that was my first ufo and mom got so scared because i mean this ufo could have seen our lights easily the car lights and being three o'clock in the morning we were the only ones on the road and like i said my mom was not the best driver in the world actually she was probably one of the worst drivers in the world and she says oh my god they can see our car lights and this area we're going through had a lot of curves and and hilly so mom sped up the car and she turned off her headlights i remember having more fear of my mom driving off the road because she couldn't see where she was going more so than i was afraid of the ufo not that i wasn't afraid of it but you know all these years i've often thought about it because Here those people were, three o'clock in the morning, sound asleep, totally not aware that there was a UFO beaming a light down and encompassing their home. Totally not aware. And probably to this day, they're still going around saying, well, I don't believe in UFOs. (laughs) Right. I believe that they're using gateways, dimensional gateways to travel. Okay, like wormholes. Yeah. And, and I actually have pictures of this happening and of UFOs going into these wormholes. And I've actually got pictures of humanoids. I'm not saying they're aliens, but this one guy just got this video camera to go up into the woods with me in a group tour. And I was standing in the woods and I was explaining to these guys about how the portals work. And he was filming it with his camera. And then when we got back, he asked, could I watch this on your TV? And I said, sure. And there was a humanoid standing behind me. And I actually have it on YouTube called The Green Man. And But anyhow, he had this wristband that kind of glowed green. 
And this humanoid realized this guy was actually filming him. He reached down with his other hand and pushed something on that wristband, walked over to a portal that had that he must have opened with his wristband. Portal opened up. There was a huge blast of white light. And then with that blast of white light, the portal opened and it was filmed him stepping into that portal. And then another blast of white light and everything went back to normal. When I looked up your website, you do so many things. You have so many things. I was like, wow, you do it all. And, you know, and that's been my kind of curse as well as a blessing because the curse was, you know, in trying to brand yourself, you know, you, your name, you know, you're supposed to pick a specific topic to work with, you know, concentrate on that. I mean, everybody's coming to me and they said, well, you know, you got UFOs, you got portals, you got ancient men, you got mounds, a ghost, you know, you got to concentrate on one thing. So that was kind of my curse. But the blessing was because I've studied all these with an open mind, I came to realize that everything that I was focusing on was connected. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Isn't that amazing? It always yeah. is connecting somehow. You'll find ufologists and paranormal researchers and Bigfoot hunters and all that you find them not having an open mind to the interconnectedness of life where, you know, they'll say, well, let's take, for example, Bigfoot. Bigfoot, uh, some people believe that Bigfoot is dimensional. I believe that they have the capability of being able to see with their eyes these portals. Mm -hmm. And so thus they can step into these portals and thus disappear and then come back out whenever they want. Now, Bigfoot researchers, their minds are closed to anything multidimensional. Mm-hmm. So they will not believe that. It has to be physical for them. They close their mind to all these wonderful possibilities of being able to explore the connection of life. I have a friend that was a Racine County Deputy Sheriff. Now, he came to me one day. He said that he saw Bigfoot in this field walking over by what they call Bong Recreational Park, which is another vortex area on the other side of Burlington. It was wintertime, so there was snow. Went past it, turned around, came back, parked his car, got out, followed the footsteps in the snow. And then when he got so far, the footsteps just completely disappeared. Wow. So maybe they are interdimensional. You know, in Skinwalker Ranch, when they had somebody talking about how they could actually see into a portal, and when they looked into it, it looked like a whole nother world. And I can prove that because I've actually photographed the inside of a portal where there's these little grays standing in there looking out. And you have a picture of that? I want oh, to yeah. that. That's, mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. Do you publicly share these photos? I, I share everything. They can go to uh, Facebook. I have uh, a lot of photos in a file there under uh, Haunted Woods Tours, plural. And there's pictures there, but also they can go to burlingtonnews.net. I will put a link directly to there. So all of our listeners have to do is just click on it. So if you want to send me the exact link, that'll work. 
this is my work, is giving evidence to teachers and researchers on their theories. Because once the pictures are taken and we have witness testimony, then it's no longer really a theory. Unless you're so closed-minded that you refuse to see the interconnection of it all. Mary, uh, if someone is wanting to look into vortexes or portals by them, um, Shanna and I always like to speak from experience. So this is something I would like to dip my toes in. Where do we look online? Is there a site? Do we look at an old map? What is your, you said the mounds, like what, what is a trusted source? And also, is this opening ourselves up to darkness? Because, you know, there's all those people out out there that think that if you open yourself up, you're going to allow the evil in. Well, that's why I'm republishing Living in the Light, Believe in the Magic is because I'm trying to help people overcome those fears because that's based on your childhood upbringing. You know, in church, you know, you ask something about God and they'll say, well, you know, it's a sin to question God. So everybody's taught never to cross that line to learn about anything other than what the church tells you to know. I am the most recommended site there is out there on uh, Vortexes, uh, Ancient Man Portals. All they got to do is type in portals or Vortexes and Burlington News will pop up. Anything you, you know, just get, or they can just go to burlingtonews.net and that's my homepage. And I got links upon links, you know, on different subjects. And I'm like you, I go by experience. And I also, in my work, when I'm writing something, whether it be a website or whether it be a book, I always use references. You know, I always show evidence. You have put a lot of work and heart and soul into your work and your research. I mean, just listening to what you explained now, you go to all ends to prove it and to reference it. If you could sum up your intention, what would it be? Um, to expose the truths to people to, uh, so that they can empower themselves to learn that they have the power within for all the answers whether it be history, whether it be portals, whatever, the, everything is there for them to learn as soon as they learn self-empowerment, to trust themselves, you know, in their answers. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. I know it took a long time to get you on. <laughs> and well, I'm really is... sorry about your husband. Is he really into all this stuff with you? Oh, we were attached to the hip for, you know, all these years, um, 28 years that um, he researched right along with me. This is the first interview that I have done in over a year, I believe, since Brad got sick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being careful of them because I'm still in that traumatic state. I'm still having problems with my words or, you know, some memory, you know, but that'll all come back in time. But I'm still somewhat traumatized. So anyhow, I'm being careful, being cautious of my interviews, but uh, felt good about you guys, you know, and I, so anyhow, you were the first. Won't be the last, but you definitely were the first in over a year. Thank you. Thank you for trusting us and our listeners with what you're sharing, because it isn't talked about. And you're right. You put it in and we find you. Shanna has been wanting you on for since we started. 
Um, so thank you for sharing. And again, we're so sorry for your loss. And maybe one day we could uh, put on a, a backpack, hop on a flight and come to Wisconsin to uh, go into the woods with Mary. I've done some um, videos of the tours, a virtual tour, so people can actually go on and have a virtual tour. So that's going to be fun for people. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. Right now you're seeing a lot of chaos and anger. And what the listeners need to understand is we're going through a change where everything is being uncovered. And with things being uncovered, there's going to be a lot of chaos out there. Because everything that they've been told was true, they find is not true. And so we're trying to adjust, we're trying to acclimate ourselves to this new age we're stepping into, the age of Aquarius. So the anger, chaos, it's justifiable to a certain point, but find your peace, know your own truths. Well, it's all about self-empowerment. Find your own truth. Don't be dependent. Don't give your power away to somebody else. Yeah. Find that power within. And smile when you see somebody on the street. Just give them a smile. Go for that happiness. You know, go for that peace. Go for that love. The, the first religion was um, the Osiris re- religion. And there was only one truth to it. And that was love. Because out of love... There's a lot of miracles. So hang in there. And I'm glad that you all were here to listen to me and my new good friends. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.